This episode of the podcast is brought to you by going to the beach one time five years ago and still fucking finding sand in your shoes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. I am Frank. I am Zach. And today we are doing our most disappointing movies that we've seen. Films that we were very excited about watching. Trailers that got us like really interested. And then we saw the movies and they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like before we get into it, like mm. probably one of the most like frustrating like movie experiences when something like that happens. Yeah. Like when you have a really incredible trailer, I know like something that I don't know if maybe on your list, it's like up, like that's they are on your, like uh, your list here. Mm-hmm. But like the DC movies, like all, like all of like these, like yeah. Batman V Superman and stuff like that. Like they, like the trailers are so good for so all of these DC movies and all of the movies are pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of mine was, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice Mm. and I'm disappointed in it because you have so so here's the thing with comic book movies I get disappointed very easily (laughs) and well because you're such you're so passionate about I I am and like usually like when it's stuff where it's like they have a already like pre-established thing so it's like days of futures past or Batman versus Superman or like um, X-Men versus Avengers or like Civil War, like stuff like that where it's like it's already a comic book. Don't shy away from the comic book. Like you have literally the story unfolded to you and you're going to change it completely? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird situation because I think that that's like a big thing that happens also with like video game movies because yeah. it's like they, they, they don't want to just, I would imagine they don't want to just copy and paste because mm-hmm. what's the point of that? Like if you're going to have a writer come in mm-hmm. and, and just say, hey, like let's let's just take this comic, like let's take the idea of whatever and then put it into a movie. It's like, I don't know, like if, if you basically just take take it and copy and paste it, then you might as well not make the movie because it's already been done for you. So, like, I would imagine that writers and directors, they want to try to put their own twist on it some way, some shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess to, like, a purist, yeah, maybe that's offensive. But then to, like, an average moviegoer who knows nothing about these characters, like, I, I could probably sit down and watch, whatever, like, a movie that you really don't like that much because mm-hmm. whatever character choices that they make. Um, and I could probably enjoy it a lot more than you only because I have no attachment to these characters. Yeah. The only the only I I only know Chris Evans as Captain, Captain America. America, right? Like he's he is like the and again, I'm not even the big like I'm not really a big superhero movie guy, but I'm just using this as a reference like he's the only one that I really know. Mm-hmm. So any choices that he makes and and all of the movies in the world that he's in, that that is the Marvel world that I know. I don't know anything else other than that. Yeah, and that's fair cuz it's like that's all you know. I mean, I, like you said, purist-wise, like, for the people that know already, like, what it is and go into it and expecting that just in a live-action form, it's yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Because you already know exactly what happens, and when they veer left from it, it sucks because now you're like, okay, well, this should have happened, and this character is more prominent than it they put her in to be. Right. So it just sucks. <laughs> and I'm fucking mad. I'm a mad. I mean, I'll always go to see them. Yeah. But 99% of the time, I hate it. 
What's what's a, what's your favorite? Is it Civil War out of all of like your comic book movies that you've seen? Like, what's like your favorite comic book movie? Probably Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is like one of the few movies that like they actually did it, like pure re- real justice. Mm, like relatively close, while still continuing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, because like they've already established everything. Mm-hmm. So that's like the closest film where you know they stuck pretty decently to the source material and then continued off of it. Yeah. So Winter Soldier gets a pass. All right. Everything else is garbage. It's not great. I, I really like I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is great. I mean, like that was already predetermined to like once it hit like probably about like 10 years ago at this point and you had kind of this reboot of Marvel and they did like Guardians of the Galaxy more on like a funny side of it, like yeah. comedy act. Yeah. That was where they took the inspiration for for mm-hmm. the movie, and that's right. fine because you're taking that and you're adapting it in a good way. Yeah, yep, yeah. I, I really enjoy those movies. Mm-hmm. The second, the second Guardians of the Galaxy gets real weird, but like, yeah, <laughs> but like still like just fun. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, like I think the giant they did... Pac Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So kind of like I guess staying in the uh, DC Marvel world. So one of my picks was um, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, mm-hmm. I know already that you hate like you were pretty disappointed in this film. Yeah, so I really, really like Batman Begins. In my opinion, I think it's the best of the three. I know that you think the Dark Knight. I like Knight Scarecrow is, in it. I like everything about that movie. I think that like the introduction to Batman and it's like this dark, gritty tone to it. I thought Christopher Nolan's writing and direction in that movie is great. I like the dynamic between Ra's al Ghul and Bruce Wayne and him learning and all that. Like, I just really, really enjoyed pretty much that entire movie from front to back. And Morgan Freeman's in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you get The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I have slowly have, like, been more and more disliking The Dark Knight. But when the when the Dark Knight first came out, I was on that fucking train, that that high of pretty much Heath Ledger's Joker, yeah, and how incredible he is in that movie, and and I I, I was just like I was so ready for the third movie, mm-hmm. and I saw it in IMAX, and I was ready, and I was just like, come on, man, this is like just please deliver, like it, it like seeing. I was I remember like just looking up images of uh Tom Hardy as, as Bane, Bane. Yeah. and I was like he looks pretty fucking awesome. And then you got the one where like and then you hear his voice and it's like he sounds really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm into all of this. They took away all the fucking tubes and stuff from him from that uh I don't mind that. I didn't like he, that. He is supposed to be a luchador. Yeah. That's like his whole gimmick. Yeah. Um and again, Christopher Nolan kind of grounds everything, like really like yeah. pull and makes everything more like just more human. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the end of that movie, I don't even know when, when that movie came out, but I was young. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving and I was like, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the biggest thing that I took away from that movie is that they actually did the scene of Bane breaking Batman's back. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, I don't care. They did that. That's all I needed. So very similar to The Dark Knight. A really great villain. Yes. I I really like Tom Hardy as Bane. I think that again he steals the show in all the scenes. Mm. And I remember that the opening scene with the airplane getting ripped mm-hmm. apart in the sky, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I 
I am. This movie is going to be fucking awesome. And the first time that he talks, too. yeah, it doesn't matter who we are. It's like so <laughs> good. Like <laughs> it is really, really incredible. And then the rest of the movie is just a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story makes no sense. <laughs> you break Batman's back, and then you're like, "We're gonna blow up the city," but I'm gonna set the bomb for. Like however long it is, I don't remember how long it is. It's like a year or whatever it is, yeah. and then and then we'll let the city fall apart, and then we'll let Batman, who's in a cave down somewhere, like slowly rebuild his strength, and he'll be able to stop us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the, just a mess. The man. ending too. It's of like, so anticlimactic. Like him just sitting there and like cheersing, and it's like nobody fucking is like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne. Where's <laughs> he been like this whole time? Isn't he dead? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, like the whole thing is just, and then like the way that they kill off Bane. Mm-hmm. When he just gets like like he's about to like kill Batman and then he just kind of gets like blown off to the side and then Ra's al Ghul's daughter is like I'm here it's like oh god yeah. but man like it's just a mess yeah. and honestly like I really wish that like you could redo it because I'm I'm fine with Bane I think mm-hmm. Bane was great in that movie but like the yeah, movie like- other than that the rest of the movie is literally just Batman laying on a fucking cot. Mm-hmm. Like, like trying to rebuild his strength. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Like why was this the choice to be made? I know. I mean, in the comics, he takes a long time to rebuild, but that's also comics where you can flush out a story between four or five issues. Yeah. And this is a movie. Yeah, it's like you, you have two wanna... hours. Like let's like let's let's uh, speed this up a little bit. Yeah. So I, I completely understand with that. Yeah, but man. Your mind or your body, and then he breaks his back. It's oh. incredible. Yeah, I mean the the Bane yeah. scenes are really cool. Like, like just I, bring back Tom Hardy as Bane and bring back Christian Bale as Batman, and then start fresh. From yeah, there. like let's just redo that because that was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, I don't know any of the source material. I don't know if that's kind of generally like what happens in the comic book, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me because I want to like it. You, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to make a good movie. Yeah, and. And uh, the movie just was very, very disappointing. And I, again, I remember like whatever young teenage me just like like leave. And then the fucking bullshit ending <laughs> with Robin. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I who cares? Just, yeah. Like who you gives didn't, a shit? You didn't invite him to anything else. I'm supposed <laughs> to care now that Robin is supposed to be a part of this. Yeah. And then they just never did anything with it anyway. No. So I mean, they like, set they set something. it up for nothing. Mm-hmm. And it it was really just honestly like. It, there's just oh god man I wish I wish it was so much better I know but uh um I agree another one that I have is uh one that like somebody like like a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon when it first came out and I was like okay like I got to check this out and I just didn't think it was anything special and that was Bird Box Oh my god yeah I agree um I forgot about that Yeah um, a lot of people did it's an it's an interesting concept. It is, yeah. But the problem that I have with it is is that I went into it thinking it's okay because I was like, oh, it's like some cosmic horror that they're seeing and going insane from. Mm-hmm. It's not that, but I tricked my brain into thinking that, so it made it good. You know, now that you mention it, I don't even really remember that movie. I remember Sandra Bullock. Yeah, but like, and then at the just... end, everyone's blind. It's just so much of like flashback present, flashback present that you get confused of where you are in the story. Mm. And then you have what could have been like a cool dynamic of like all these people like trapped inside the house, like thinking like, okay, we can't leave. Like our food supply is dwindling. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then they just 
stopped that by having more crazy people break in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that movie, I definitely just remember being like, you're right. Because, like, so my girlfriend, I've pretty much just stopped, like, listening to her when it comes to, like, movie recommendations. <laughs> because she goes, she literally goes, everyone's talking about this movie. Everyone's talking about this movie. Like, I really want to really watch this. I really want to watch this. I heard nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then we watch it. And then they they all suck. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, where did you get this movie recommendation from? She's like, Twitter. And I'm like, I'm like. Every time you tell me that like that that there's a movie that you've heard really good things about and it's always from Twitter, I we we both end up hating it. <laughs> and and Bird Box was one of those things where it was like going all around social media. Everybody was like talking about how incredible Bird Box was. And honestly, dude, I think that like I think the companies do that. Like yeah. I think that like I don't think they it's have people to, just to like get like some form of like like recognition out there so people know it's like yeah. oh my god like it's so great so i, I wonder if they pay people that have like like somewhat substantial followers to like talk about their movie Absolutely. like yo i just watched this like it's incredible and all these people start being like oh yeah, yeah everyone's watching it and then you watch it and then I'll, like again i was very disappointed i was like this movie is pretty bad absolutely they and everybody that i everybody that. that i spoke to about it didn't like it yeah again that's the only way that i was like okay it's not that bad yeah. Is I made something to believe of like what it is. Yeah. And that's not how you should do a movie. Yeah. It was, uh, it, but I like Sandra Bullock. So. Yeah. Sandra Bullock is like the only thing that's decent about that film. Shout out to Sandra Bullock. She was like my, my first like crush. crush. Yeah. She Young, is gorgeous. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So my next really disappointing movie was, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Uh, it's called The Machinist. It's with Christian Bale, yeah. another, another Christian Bale movie, actually. I, I know a, a decent amount about it, but I've never watched it. Yeah. I just know, like, he's disgustingly skinny. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's, like, got uh, uh, anorexia or bulimia or whatever it is. And, again, like, really excited to watch this movie. And I love Christian Bale. I think he's a great fucking actor. Uh, and he went from... He went from uh, dark Knight to this. I don't know if it was The Dark Knight or if... I think it may have been... It was either The Dark Knight or it was uh, American Psycho. Mm, yeah, probably. Where he, uh, either way, he's really like muscular and built in both of those movies. And then the next year, you see him and he's like a, like like a twig. Mm-hmm. And I remember him talking about like how he was pretty much only like eating like a few saltine crackers and like drinking gin and like that was all he was doing in like order to lose all that weight. Yeah, and. He's a, he's an intense method actor, and I always like to see like whatever he's going to do next because I really like Christian Bale a lot, and um and I think he's one of the best out there working. And then I saw The Machinist, and I was really excited because I'm like, oh man, he put his body through hell for this. Like he's like committed, like he's so committed to these roles, and I would imagine that he's very selective with his roles. So I'm like, he, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's a terrible movie. It is honestly a terrible movie. Like it's just boring. And he has like um, what is it like? Uh, he has like insomnia too, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and I mean the movie, like I couldn't even tell you like what the plot is. Mm-hmm. It's just so anticlimactic in every way. Like the 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 and like everything about it. Like I didn't like the way that it was filmed. I didn't like the color grading that they chose for that movie. It's all, it's got like this like greenish hue to like the whole film, mm-hmm. and it's just like an eyesore to look at. But I think Christian Bale, again, like, he gives it his all. So, like, yeah. there is, like, that about it. So, like, I mean, if you just want to watch a great actor, like, commit, then, yeah, like, cool. But, I mean, as a story and as and as a uh, as an actual movie as, as a whole, I mean, it's just nothing to, like, write home about at all. Mm-hmm. 
It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks because I wanted to check that out. Yeah, no, don't worry. It's not worth it. Okay. Um, so up next, I have one that I think you'll probably agree with me on. Prometheus. Man, I like Prometheus. So, so <laughs> like, here's the thing. Prometheus by itself is a decent film. It's a very ambiguous film. Yeah. And that's because it's trying to set up for a future trilogy. And that's fine. But it didn't give me, like, really anything. And then you have it where it's tied in with the Alien franchise. Yeah. And they kind of do it, but not really towards the end. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that that, that was, like, one thing that I did notice was that, like, it doesn't really feel... Like, it feels so disconnected from the Alien franchise that, like, it shouldn't even, like, be a part of it. I mean, that's that's why. It's like, Ridley Scott is doing all this, like... Make it its own thing, yeah. separate from aliens, and yeah. I'll love it. But the story of like these gods, basically it's these awesome. alien gods, like creating us and then being like disappointed on like how we turned out, and then trying to wipe us out, mm-hmm. like that's a cool. It's idea. a really cool concept. But I mean, yeah, I, overall, I guess maybe I would have to rewatch it mm-hmm. because I haven't seen the movie in a very long time. I'm still waiting on like the meaning of the opening shot where it's like the one like giant is just like drinking the black goo and then turns to dust. Yeah. Still still waiting for what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know I'll have came... to rewatch it to see like maybe if, if I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie in so long. I don't even really remember that. And the next movie that came out too was um what was it? It was like Alien Remnant or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was also disappointing. Like you have a continuation, but you have the actual alien, like the xenomorphs now. Yeah. But it's still not there. Like, it still is too ambiguous to be like, okay, the third movie is going to tell you everything. Yeah. Like, give me a couple of pieces more. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, my next film that I chose was a movie that, again, like, really hurt me mm-hmm. uh, because I really love the original so much. And that is the 2010 remake of A Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That movie is garbage. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, just from the look of Freddy. Freddy looks awful like in that you, movie. He you, can't even move his mouth. Yeah. Like, you made him look like he has actual burns on his face, which is fine. Like, you know, you're going for more of a realistic thing. But you're going for a realistic in a supernatural setting, yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't fit too well. Yeah, and it's the guy that plays Rorschach, whatever that guy's name is. And he was good in in Watchmen. Yeah, he was fine. And I don't know, man, the movie just sucked. Mm-hmm. Like it just really like they took away like the like the the charisma yeah of Freddy and and the fun of Freddy mm-hmm. and like how much he likes like to taunt and like play with his like victims before he kills them. And then they and made you, like a weird rape thing about him too. Right, which which I guess I think is kind of in the originals, don't they kind of like that the parents all get together and burn the house down, right? Because he like molested their kids or something. Yeah, but they don't go like super hard into it. <laughs> you just don't want to hear about it. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear. Like, I know he's a bad guy. It's just I, I want to get to the part of like him just like stretching his arms out yeah. and then just like scratching the first his clothes. So good, man. It is. Um, this is God. <laughs> <laughs> like so good. Yeah, but yeah, man. I remember like being really, really excited, and I saw it in theaters, and I was young again. It was 
whatever 11 years ago Mm -hmm. so and i was really excited to see it and again just a movie that does not deliver on any like like any front like the the makeup was not cool in my opinion like even the 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 horror itself was the horror wasn't scary nothing Mm -hmm. the movie wasn't scary or funny or anything it was just it was like i feel like they were really trying to like go dark dark with it and it just didn't work no especially like if maybe if it was a standalone thing, like that was the first time Freddy Krueger was introduced to everybody, there was no, there was nothing before it, maybe. But you have an established character that so many slasher fans love, and then you do that to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, like, a mess. Like <laughs> a decade earlier of Wes Craven's new nightmare, yeah, did this idea much better yeah. of reintroducing the character in a slightly more serious role. But having, like, this life and, like, energy to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, before I go into my last one, I'm just going to throw a couple of, like, honorable mentions of, like, ones. Wait, that... do, our, do your honorable mentions last because I don't want you to say maybe my... I don't, like, I don't know if you're going to say it and then I'll oh, be okay. like, oh, so... All right, so my last one is one that I know I'm going to get scrutinized for. Oh, Because a lot of people love this film Uh-oh. and you might love this film. Uh-oh. Um... I don't care much for Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, dude. I was not expecting that at all. Like, I I just, that really threw me off. Like, the way that you delivered that. I I do not care for Forrest Gump. I mean, I I, like Forrest Gump. Like, I think the problem is, is that for years and years and years, like, I didn't watch the movie, and all I heard was people say, like, oh, my God, it's, like, the best movie ever made. Oh, my God, like, (laughs) it's so fantastic. And I watched it, and I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) It's not, it's not great. I mean, like, Tom Hanks is good in it. Yeah. You have a memorable character of Lieutenant Dan. You have him, like, running for a year and growing out the beard. That's cool. You have the whole Jedi. Like, that's fine. (laughs) I just, I didn't fall in love with it like most people I did. Like, I like Forrest Gump. For, I don't know why, but for some reason, Forrest Gump for me is like one of those movies that if it's on, mm-hmm. no matter what point of the movie it's on, I'll sit down and just continue, like finish it out. I don't know why. I, I, I think I saw the movie when I was very young, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a movie like you were saying where it was like everyone talks about it for so long and then you finally get around to it. So I guess like there's... There, I think there's like expectations when you have it, yeah. when, when, when you do it that way. And then no matter what, the film is probably never going to meet those expectations. Exactly. I mean, um, but I mean, for like, I guess when you, if you really look at like Forrest Gump from like an actual like film standpoint and like a story standpoint, it's kind of ridiculous a little because bit. I mean, it's like he's. He's in love with this woman, Jenny, and Jenny just does not care. Like she's just going out. She's having. She's banging all these guys. She ends up. Doesn't she get like HIV or AIDS yeah, or something? And then that's when she. Comes and then back she's like, "Yeah, Forrest. Now that I have had sex with many men and whatnot, like there's like that whole thing that mm-hmm. is just like, ugh, like come on." But there is that powerful scene though when 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 he asks like is like when she when she has the kid and then he asks if like he's smart or stupid like me mm-hmm. and then you know like that's a pretty emotionally potent scene um but i don't know i, I like forrest gump i i kind of disagree a little bit it's okay i mean it's in the same realm as like titanic like everybody built it up and like i watched it and i was like it's all right i don't like the titanic that much it's whatever it's it's okay yeah i agree yeah, so I'm going to get hate for that one, but Boo! I was disappointed with Forrest Gump. Well, my last pick, um, 
is a movie that I hate to say because I love the man so much. Uh, I think I know what this is. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, this is Quentin Tarantino's yep. Death Proof. Oh, no, not that one. Uh, what were you thinking? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh, was no, I've, my honorable mention of I've, disappointing I've movies. Actually very come, I've actually come to really like that movie a lot. Mm. I've rewatched it a few times, and I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Death Proof for me, though, is bad. Uh, not great. It's bad. It's and not bad. I've told you from the beginning, it's not... Go- well, no, you're right. Like, it's it's not a horrible movie. It's not horrible, but it's definitely not up to the standards that he, that, that he has, and the concept is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a concept of a guy who goes around from state to state and basically just kills people. Yeah. And, and he does it in such a way where he has, like, his process of he goes to a bar, he finds, like, a group of women or whatever it is, and... And he doesn't drink. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything at the bar. And then he's got this death-proof car because he's a stunt man. So he's pretty much like indestructible when he's inside that car. And uh, and then he drives into these these couples that are drunk, most likely under the influence while driving. And then the police say, you know, this guy had this guy doesn't have an ounce of alcohol in his body. They all did. It was an accident. And then he 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 goes and then he does it again. Yeah. And it's a really cool idea but god does it not deliver like no, the, the first half i think is decent like the mm-hmm. first half i actually like enjoy a, a pretty good amount and yeah. there's like that incredible scene of right when um uh stuntman mike mm-hmm. uh and it's kurt russell too. Kurt, it's kurt russell so you have like kurt russell as stuntman mike and he there's that great scene where he he's gonna drive that girl home at, from the bar and he's basically telling her that like the car is death proof, and then like he sits down, she gets inside the car, and one of my favorite scenes in a Tarantino film, hands down, is when Kurt Russell he's like takes a drag of a cigarette and he throws a cigarette, and then he looks at the camera directly at us, and he just smiles, and he's and there's, like everybody just knows that like it's about to go down, yeah. and it's so good. It's and like a he, cool fourth wall break. Yeah, and then he kills the girl like in a horrific way, and then he kills the other group of girls with the in the um in the car and their legs fly off and arms start going everywhere. And I mean, it's fucking incredible. And then you get introduced to a second half of the movie where you get introduced to all new characters mm-hmm. and the dialogue is just, I don't it's care so about jank- anything that they are saying. No. It is boring. It is boring. with a capital B like it's, it, it's like they're actually just talking to each other, but as a film, why should I care that they're just yeah, having... Yeah, and like- Tarantino is known for incredible dialogue. And it's like Pulp Fiction is different where it's like those characters too are just talking to each other. Like the Royale with cheese scene yep. and all that. Like, But it's just engaging. There's mm-hmm. just more to it. This one was just boring as hell. And I, I mean, I, I, I give it to... Um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Rodriguez because, you know, they, it was the Grindhouse thing. And mm-hmm. Planet Terror is... Really, I like Planet I like Terror. Planet Terror a lot. I think it's, I think it's a fun movie. But I don't know, man. I think that Tarantino didn't have enough time because I think he only had like a year and he doesn't work like that. He yeah. only had a year to like write the script, get the actors, film the thing, get it edited, like all of that in like in a year. And he just doesn't usually work. He normally takes like three years just to write a movie like by mm-hmm. itself. And um, and it's just like it, it, you if you notice, like once you hit that second half of the film, he kind of like. All of like the the cool like griminess of the uh, the the kind of like 
that era of movie, that grindhouse mm-hmm. filmmaking, kind of gets washed. It goes away. away. Like all it becomes of, like, like a cool... two thousand one like horror movie. Then. Yeah, and like the gr- like the whole the whole thing is like you know it's supposed to look like it was filmed on movie. So you have like the grain, and then you have like the the like the the uh, the burn marks in the in the screen, and all that just doesn't come back after the second half of the movie. Like they just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I mean, it's a boring movie. Like, mm-hmm. and and an anticlimactic ending of them yeah, just and then like you have kicking Kurt, him to death. Yeah, and then you have Kurt Russell who ends up becoming like this big bitch at the end, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm sorry." I don't know. Like, it just doesn't like. It just didn't meet. Yeah, I I agree the with the expectations it. that like I think most Tarantino fans have. Yeah, I I totally agree. And there's with a, there's a huge like there's a there's a big p- portion of people that really enjoy that movie, but. I think those people just refuse to say that Tarantino has made like an, a subpar film, like mm-hmm. compared to everything else that he's done. I think it just hurts a little bit more because, like, if this was anybody that did it, it's like, ah, whatever, it's forgettable. But the fact that it's Tarantino, it's yeah, like, it's like come you on. you have all of these films that are like up here, yeah. and you have this one, the one down there, yeah. yeah. And it's not even like his first film, so you can't be like, oh, it's his first. Yeah, right. Yeah, because his first was good. Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Death Proof for me is probably like one of the most disappointing films that I watched. Yeah, uh, and it's it's just uh, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. It make it makes sense. Um, real quick, because we've like talked about him countless times. Honorable mentions again: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Mitz- which I disagree with. Yeah, and Midsommar. Midsommar, I disagree with as well, but I will say it's a gr- it's it's I, done fantastically. It's still just something that like I can't put my finger on that I don't like it. Yeah, there's I, I will say though on both the the both films that you mentioned, the first time that I watched them, I was disappointed a mm-hmm. little bit. Like I I didn't love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the first time that I watched it, and I was like, okay, this is probably like a weaker like the one of the weaker films that he's made. But then after I've watched it a few more times, I've come to really really enjoy it. And then Midsommar, I was extremely disappointed in theaters. And then after I've rewatched it, I've come to like it a lot. So yeah. I don't uh, know. I think I just got to rewatch them a couple more times. But as yeah. of right now, they were in there. Yeah. And that's that. All right. Frank, you got anything to recommend? I do. Um, so I went down a rabbit hole the other day Uh-oh. of uh, Chris Hansen Dateline oh, to catch a predator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Like, Man. he's fun. Dude, there are just... They are the most re- you you watch one and then you have to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I had to cap myself off after like three one time <laughs> because if you don't know, which I'm sure you do, but if you don't know, uh, it's pretty much about uh, this guy who's like a journalist. He, this guy that he's in, he's like a journalist, and he uh, he works with like the police in uh, to catch predators, guys mm-hmm. who are talking to uh, knowingly talking to underage boys and girls, and they they meet up at a house to you know presumably have sex with these kids, and then Chris Hansen comes out, and every time he comes out, he's just like, why don't you have a seat? And like, it's just like <laughs> why don't you have a seat right over there? And it's just the same thing all it's the like, time. Oh fuck, and it's then, Chris Hansen. Yeah, and then you just have like these people who try to talk their way out of it, mm-hmm. and they're just like. Like I would, I I came here to just watch the football game, and he's Chris Hansen's like, you drove ninety eight miles to come watch a football game with a thirteen year old girl, and the guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> just, and what's that wine cooler doing here too? <laughs> oh, that was just for me. <laughs> they are the most like the most ridiculous and entertaining things to watch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's like a bit of heaviness to it because mm-hmm. of like the like what what the intentions of these guys are doing. But I mean, they are just so fascinating and it's just, it's like a fucking car crash. You just can't, can't look away. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, they're really, really interesting to watch. And they make you feel real good about yourself. And you're just like, at least I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not a scumbag. At least I'm not fucking that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? So um, I highly recommend going on YouTube and just watching whatever Dateline to Catch a Predator, like little segments, because they are really, really uh, entertaining to watch. It's like my version of like garbage TV, you know? <laughs> That's fair. It's like my 90 day fiance. <laughs> uh-huh. Season's almost over. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where that's where uh, that's my recommendation. Nice, Frank. What are we doing next? So Zach, um, I'm interested. I want to continue. So uh, there's a story that you know that has been be that has been built up, mm-hmm. and we want to see what happens next. So of course, we are going to be doing. Blade Runner 2049. Nice. <laughs> you thought I was going to say. I thought you were going to say War of the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> oh, yeah. but that's fine. Um, yeah, because you told me about that, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. I know it's long, but yeah, I know it it's gorgeous. Yep. Uh, it was actually a movie kind of like disappointing that, that we were talking about. It was a, it was, I was disappointed the first time that I watched it, mm-hmm. um, but I also wasn't paying attention to it that much. And I think that when it came out, I, my brain wasn't like fully developed enough to like truly like <laughs> comprehend everything that was going on. But I rewatched it like last week mm-hmm. and I like fully gave myself to it. I like sat really close to my TV and I put the sound, like I put like my surround sound on and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, blown away, like masterpiece level filmmaking. That's all I've heard from it. Yeah. And you know what too? It's a, it's a cool like neo-noir style movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's really, really cool. So that's a, that's what I want to do next. Nice. So uh, Zach, I'm, I'm excited. Take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.